Thank you for tuning in to the Believer's Church of Johnson City podcast. We are grateful you stopped by. Regardless of where you are in your faith journey, we hope today's teaching is both challenging and also encourages you to move closer to Jesus. You can subscribe to the podcast if you want weekly messages, leave a review of your experience, and if you wish to become a giving partner, you can do so by visiting our website at believerschurchjc.com. And of course, we want to encourage you to come see us in person. We are located at 6110 Kingsport Highway in Johnson City, Tennessee. As always, we hope you enjoy today's message. It's an exciting day for several reasons. One is that we are going to start talking about our vision series that starts next week, uh, which is going to be called Good Ground 22. Uh, But more importantly today, what we're going to be talking about is breaking ground. And this is really about our 21-day fast, uh, time of intentional prayer, time of intentional scripture reading that actually begins tomorrow. So before we really look at what this, this vision is going to look like, this future is going to look like for our church uh, throughout the course of 2022, we really need to get our hearts and our minds in the right place. And that's what I believe is going to be very important about today, but not only today, about the next 21 days that we're going to be in starting tomorrow. All right, because I felt that before we start this vision, 20, uh, this campaign for 22, we needed to lay a foundation. All right, and hopefully this will give all of you out here today uh, some preparation. I believe that this is going to be a new beginning for many of you that, let's just face it, had a very difficult, very challenging 2021. And I'm not even really necessarily talking about things associated with what's going around our country or going on around our world but may uh, be what you're battling in your own soul and some of the problems in your family, maybe some of your financial issues, maybe just the, the, the depression or whatever it is, um, addiction uh, took a toll. Your relationship with your children took a toll upon you this year, uh, this past year, and this past year felt a little bit different. So what we're doing as a church is we're planning this time of preparation. So we're actually going to be in the exact same passage for the next several weeks with the exception of today. So when we start talking about good ground next year, we're going to be looking at the parable of the soil or the parable of the seeds. It's called a variety of different things. But today I want to start us out looking at the parable of the barren fig tree. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 13. If you have your Bible and you want to turn there, if you want to look up on the screen, that's perfectly fine too. Just a few short verses. And I want to do something before I read these verses and before we get started, I want to pray to make sure that we're all in the right place today. Those that are watching online had a few reach out to me uh, today saying they would be uh, watching online. Let's get our hearts centered in the right place. Holy Spirit, we come to you this morning and we pray, God, that you do a work in our lives. We pray, Father, that you peel away like an onion the layers that are, that are prideful, the layers that are trying to keep us from learning what it is that we need to learn this morning. Uh, Father, I truly believe in a very fresh start and new beginnings for, for some of the people in our church, further growth for others. But that means that we have to face some real obstacles that are in front of us, Father, some in the form of sin, some in the form of difficulty in our marriages, some in the form of distraction. And I pray, God, right now that the Holy Spirit intercedes in this place through the power of the Word and speaks deeply to us today. I pray, Father, that we leave this place prepared for what's ahead. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Luke chapter 13, we're going to look at verses 6 through 9, just a few verses that I believe are, are, are very, very important and are going to speak deeply into your heart this morning if you're engaged. This is what the scripture says in chapter 13, starting in verse 6. Jesus told this parable. A man owned a fig tree planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. Walks out to his vineyard, sees fruits on other trees, uh, uh, sees fruit on other trees, notices his fig tree, and it's not producing. He said to the gardener, look, I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree for the past three years, and I've never found any. This is naturally going to frustrate the, the farmer, the landowner. Cut it down. Why should it continue depleting the soil's nutrients? Why should it continue to hurt everything that it's, that's around it whenever it's clearly not going to produce? The gardener responded, Lord, give it one more year, and I will dig around, and I will give it fertilizer. Maybe it will produce fruit next year, and if not, if you're still unsatisfied because of the lack of production, then you can cut it down. So there are three quick elements that are going to introduce this good ground 22 that we're going to be talking about starting next week for five weeks. And I want to ask you to do something. I want to ask you to make this commitment. In the, in the day and time that we live in, you can't help it if you get sick. And we really don't want you to spread your sickness. But if you have the ability to be here, I promise you, you are going to be rewarded spiritually. Make the commitment to be here the next several weeks because it's going to be very important. So these three elements that we need to pay attention to that are all about breaking ground. The first will be the soil's nutrients. Okay, this is mentioned in the parable. So we want to make sure that we're paying attention to the soil's nutrients. Soil is going to be key, thus the name good ground. Good ground means good soil. In fact, a lot of translations with this parable that we're looking at next week, it won't say good ground. It's going to say good soil. All right. So it's going to be imperative through everything that we talk about. The second thing that we're going to want to pay attention to today is the gardener's fertilizer. Notice that the gardener says, well, give me a chance to work with it. You've had three years, it's produced nothing. Give me an opportunity to work with this soil, and I think you're going to see something different. But if not, then you can cut it down. Then is the time that you could say goodbye to this fig tree that never produced anything. And most importantly, and this really relates to your life, this time, this moment. The third thing that we're going to look at today is the fortune or the possible tragedy of the tree. The tree does well and the tree produces or the tree is cut down. So we have the soil's nutrients, the, the gardener's fertilizer, and the fortune or the tragedy of the tree. I say with no reservations whatsoever, and it's difficult for me to say this because I'm not part of the deep history of this church. And, and that's just the way that things have worked out. But my hope is and my belief is that this is going to be one of the most significant shifts and significant changes and important moments in the history, 20 plus years, the history and the life of this church. And I want you to pay very close attention to that because every time in history there has been a great 
spiritual movement, there has also been a lot of spiritual warfare and difficulty. But I believe that this is a reality and this is what we're going to see. We're really going to lay the groundwork for disciple multiplication. That fourth core value that we've talked about that is so important, the focus of 2022 is going to be laying the groundwork for disciple multiplication. So Jesus is teaching us this morning through an analogy of a fig tree that will not produce. And we're challenged to examine the soil's nutrients, the gardener's fertilizer, and then the fortune or the possible tragedy of the tree. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to look at is the soil's nutrients. Let's pay really close attention to that first, the soil's nutrients. This is what the scripture says in verse 7. He, which is the landowner, all right? The landowner says to the gardener, who is Jesus, look, I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree for the past three years, and I've not found any. There is discouragement. The church is dead. The church is dry. There is nothing that's being produced. And maybe this particular church, not our church, but a particular church is not even seeking in any way to go forward, just going through the same motions that they always go through. Cut it down. Why should it continue to deplete the what? The soil's nutrients. This is going to be critical. It may seem this year that we're placing a lot of emphasis on seeds. That we're talking a lot about seeds. But the next five, for the next five weeks, we're even going to talk about what kind of seed you are. There are going to be four possible seeds, and you're going to fall into one of these categories. But please hear this. Our focus is actually not the seed. All right, it's not the seed. It's going to continue to be the soil. The soil and the health or condition of the soil means absolutely everything for the seed. Now, the question is, how much control do we really have over this? How much control do we really have over what kind of seed we end up becoming as a result of the soil? Let me provide the best example I can. People will often say, I believe in God. I'm a Christian. I try to be a good person. My parents went to church. I try to go as often as I can. We're, we're in church once a month. We're in church twice a month. Well, we're not going much more since COVID, but we try to occasionally follow a service online. These are some of the things that people will tell you. And what they're essentially trying to say is I am a good seed. That's what they're trying to tell you. I'm not a bad seed. I grew up the right way. Or at some point, middle age in life, something happened. I'm trying to live a certain way. They're trying to convince you that they're a good seed. You should never have to try to convince someone how good of a seed you are. It should be obvious by the soil that is cultivating your life. That's what people should see. You shouldn't always have to say, what does scripture tell us? You will be known by your fruit. So if you're not producing fruit, it's something obvious that other people see in your life. You can be a good person and do good things for other people, but that does not mean you're producing gospel fruit. 
You can go to church on occasion. You can read your Bible on occasion. You can make the right posts. You can try to do the right things. But that does not necessarily mean that your life is producing fruit. So what we're looking for and what we're talking about with, with this seed, with this idea, with the, with the soil and with the nutrients, is what it takes to actually produce good fruit. So whenever we make the comment, I'm a good seed, or I think I'm a good person, or I'm a Christian, or I'm a this, or I'm that, we're actually missing the point because we should never have to make this declaration. So the next thing that we want to recognize is that this should always be visible through the gardener's fertilizer. This component and this idea of what Jesus is doing here with fertilizer is very, very important. This is what verse 8 says. The gardener responded, and again, this is Jesus. So think about this in your life right now. Think about some of the difficulties of 2021. Think about some of the things that you went through that were new. Think about some of the things that life hit you with and how you got to the end of 2021 and you said, I didn't keep those resolutions. I might have had full intention in turning everything over to God, or I might have had full intentions in losing weight. I might have had full intentions of reading more books. I might have had full intentions in all of these things, but as you get to the end of the year, life happened. Distraction happened. Discouragement happened. So the key that we're talking about is the fertilizer. So again, this is what Jesus is saying. The gardener responded, Lord, I know you're frustrated. I understand that. You expect production. You expect fruit. Lord, give it one more year. I'm going to tell you what this is called. This is called mercy. This is called grace. This is called for those of you who need it, a second chance. You messed up. Things were ugly. You stepped off the path. Your influence, your walk, it wasn't where it needs to be. The landowner doesn't have a lot of mercy. Cut it down. It's been three years. This is ugly. We call this legalism. But this is what Jesus says, and Jesus is saying this to some of you as we approach 2022. Let's see what the end of the year looks like. Let's see what the end of 2022 actually looks like. Give it one more year. Let me dig around. Let me give it some fertilizer. Let's hope that the tree is really willing to pay attention. Let's hope that the tree is really willing to go through the entire year in this way. So maybe last year was tough. And maybe the tree being you was ready to be cut down. And that may be the way that you feel today. But Jesus is saying, give it one more year. What this literally means for the gardener Jesus, is that he wants to take his hands and he wants to dig in the dirt of your life with where you are. He then takes the manure 
and begins to place it deep down on the roots. Nitrogen and phosphorus begin to heal what is hurting and what is broken in your life. All those tired places, some of you are completely exhausted. All the emotional baggage from the breakup or the divorce or the loss of your job or the financial struggles or the secrets that you have that other people don't know about, all the wounds, some of those that go all the way back to childhood because of the way that your parents were, all of the lies that the enemy constantly tells you about yourself, you're not good enough, your behavior will never measure up, you don't understand the Bible enough, no one is going to like you in this role, you don't belong in that church, you don't belong in those kinds of people, why do you keep messing up? Why do you keep screwing up? You're worthless. All these lies that we are told, all the dead religion, all those things that you carry, all those things that you are holding on to. Maybe you've looked at our church and you've just felt like we've been in a series, a cycle of years and years and years that have felt exactly the same. And this is what Jesus is saying to the gardener about you, to the, to the landowner about you today in this moment. Give it one more year. Let me work with Brian. Let me work with Tammy. Give it some more time. Give it another chance. Because I'm going to make something amazing. And this tree that you've been complaining about, and this tree that understandably is producing nothing, is going to be your greatest producer next year. Well, Tammy's not the pastor of the church. Well, Harley's not on a leadership team. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. You make yourself willing. You make yourself available. And you fall into that perfect mercy. And you fall into that perfect grace. So when I say that literally 2022 is a new year for me, I mean literally the gardener is looking at you right now and saying, I have what heals you. I have what is going to restore your marriage and make it what it needs to be. Let me provide the nutrients. Tomorrow begins a 21-day devotional period that we've been talking about the last few weeks. Most of you that have signed up, you have your books for that. You're ready to go with that. If you don't have your book yet, or if you want to do this and take part in this, we do still have a, le a few left at guest services. If you want to make sure that you can grab one, we've got a Facebook group for this. Um, for those of you that are not fasting from social media, we want to be able to engage. We want accountability as we do go through this time of together. We are ready to break ground. We are ready to make a difference. And this 21-day period is going to conclude with an important worship night. And I believe it's going to be like nothing that we have ever experienced before. Because literally on day 21, we are going to come together. 
and we are going to pray. And we are going to allow anyone that is interested to share what God has done and revealed in their lives during this time. It is time for us to move forward. It is time for us to step into the calling that God has for us, for this church. So then the last element that I want us to think about is the fortune or the tragedy of the tree. The fortune or the tragedy of the tree. Maybe this is the most important part because this part has the greatest ramifications for you and your future. Usually whenever I talk about things and I talk about us together, I'm talking about the church corporately. But what I'm talking about right now is not a collection of trees. I'm not talking about a a forest or a vineyard. I'm talking about you as an individual. So the fortune or the possible tragedy of the tree, because I believe in mercy and I believe in grace, but I also believe in wrath. And I believe in that component of God that is very, very real. So this is what the gardener says in verse nine. Maybe it will produce fruit next year. Maybe in 2022, X individual will produce fruit and we'll see what God wanted to do. Listen, do you understand that you have gifting that I do not possess? Do you understand that you can have a pastor or a hired staff or a few people that want to move forward, but if there aren't others utilizing their God-given gifts, we're still stuck? Does that make sense to you? We are a body, not an individual. So this is in your hands. And where you are in 2022, maybe it will produce fruit in 2022. But if not, I've extended the invitation. I've given the nutrients. I've provided what it needs. Go ahead and cut it down. I believe this is being said to us in a very, very profound, real way today. Maybe it will produce fruit by 2023. But if not, Just go ahead and cut it down. What a tragedy. What a tragedy for the people in this room and the people listening online that have greater gifting than I could ever fathom, that have greater God-given strengths that God wants to use to change this community. But instead, we're willing to say, nope, sorry, God, I'm limited. This is as much as you're going to get Sorry, God, I love you, but you don't quite fit my politics over here. Sorry, God, I love you, and I'll continue going to church, but you're not going to have that part of me. Cut it down. Cut it. You want to be yourself? You want to live into the dream of our current cultural moment? Find yourself. Be you. Do anything that you want to. If it feels good, Do it. This is anti-gospel. 
cut it down. Because God cares more about the real you. The truthfully, truthfully, many of you, and myself included, we may not have even discovered 10% of the capacity and capability when we're truly living into God's story. Your fortune or your tragedy will be based solely on your response to the fertilizer. My, my theme for this year that I, that I read every day, just started this year, if you are led by your disciplines, if you are not led by your disciplines, you will be controlled by your appetite. If you are not led by your disciplines, you will be controlled by your distractions. This is where God wants us today, and this is what we need to be able to see. You can't halfway produce or receive fertilizer. And I would rather have five people that are committed to this fertilizer, that are committed to the cultivation and the growth of what Jesus really wants to do in your life than a thousand people that want to keep corny New Year's resolutions that they're not going to keep. This is, it's quiet in here today. Very quiet in here today. For those of you that commit to this time of prayer, this time of fasting, this time of scripture, let me explain what's going to happen as we start to break ground. Some of you are going to discover your calling. And you're going to understand why you're actually here. Others are going to fall into a deep place of repentance because their faith life has been grossly immature for a long period of time. Others will sense the need to reach out and to forgive someone because of a hostile relationship. You thought you would never talk to your ex-wife again. You thought you'd never speak to that jerk that dumped you again. You thought you'd never make things right with that person, that friend that you were so close to. When you start to break ground, things start to change. Some of you will learn and understand what worship really means. Some of you will see the need and the reason for giving to the local church and making it a priority. We are going to break ground together and you're going to see amazing change in your life. Now, I suspect in a crowd like this, especially with a lot of people that grew up Baptist, that you're really banking on eternal security to get you there, to heaven. And listen, please understand that I believe in perseverance of the saints or eternal security. Some of you have not made a movement in five years. You've not made a movement in 10 years. You've been a Christian for six months and you do nothing. But you have this false ideology in your head that because you prayed a prayer at some point or because you try to go to church, things are good. You know what the owner is saying as he walks around the vineyard? That tree hasn't produced in 10 years. That tree hasn't produced in six months. So I would be very, very careful about an ideology said that says I'm going to heaven. 
whenever fruit is not produced in your life. So this is something that you can actually look at. You can trace your story. You've been saved 20 years. You've been saved 50 years, five years, six months, whatever. In that period of time, can you clearly observe the fruits of your labor? Is that something that you are really able to see in your life? If not, I'm just saying this as, as someone that loves you. Be careful about reminding yourself of eternal security. I'm ready to go forward into the future with you guys. And I'm excited about the work that God is going to do. So what we are looking at starting tomorrow, for some of you starting tomorrow morning, is a 21-day period of breaking ground. Hopefully you've thought about this. Some of you are doing the Daniel fast. Some of you are abstaining from something that you, if it's caffeine, if it's something that you just love, you're, you're taking a complete 21-day break from that. For some of you, it's social media. For others of you, it's just a certain amount of time on your phone, whatever that might look like. But this time of prayer, all of these things we will be doing together as we walk into the future. So what I'd like to ask you guys to do as we close today, for those of you that are able, for those of you that are willing, and please understand that if you don't feel safe about this because of the current situation with COVID and things like that, I completely understand that. But for those of you who are willing, and those of you who are ready, and for those of you who truly want to see a transformation this year in your life, what I'm going to ask you guys to do at this time is just come down to this altar, and we're going to pray together. If you can't kneel and you want to sit at the front, that's you can go ahead and come down right now, if you will, and we're going to pray together. If you don't feel comfortable with that, if you don't feel safe about it, that's perfectly fine, or if you're not able, uh, certainly don't do so. And I have no idea what happened to the music. There we go. Right on cue. That worked well. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray together. But this is how we're going to pray. I am going to pray. But I'm going to ask you not to pray along with me, with my words. But instead, if it's silent or you need to voice it. I'm going to ask you to pray to God this year about what breaking ground looks like for you. Now, you can't necessarily predict that. Like you may say by the end of this year, God, I want this paid off. I want that paid off. I want a new car. I want these things. What I'm going to ask you to do is pray for the unexpected. I'm going to ask you to pray for God to work and move in your life and in your heart. And I can promise you the next five weeks are going to be some of the most valuable moments that you've had in your spiritual journey. I'm going to give us a moment of silence. And then I'm going to pray out loud.
Father, we come to you this uh, morning. And my prayer first is that we come to you recognizing that there needs to be change in our hearts and in our lives. Father, that we want to be different, that we want to grow closer to you. And Father, that this mighty movement of God that needs to take place in our church is not something that one man or one woman or two or three people lead. But Father, in the priesthood of all believers, the belief, Father, that we all have your spirit and that we can speak directly to you. Father, that you shake us up. God, that you destroy us. Father, that you put us in a place where we seek you, Father, whenever we turn on something. Father, that conflicts with the Spirit. Father, whenever we say things about other people that conflict with the Spirit. Father, when we make accusations without knowing the truth, that the Spirit conflicts within us. Father, we pray that we're able to pace ourselves in this year. And Father, not knowing the situation that is going on in the lives of some of the people that are here right now, Father, only knowing my own story in great detail and my family, just confessing, God, that we need you more now than ever. And God, that we believe in spiritual warfare and that we believe in division between husband and wife, between parent and child, uh, between friend groups, between people and churches. Father, plant us in this moment. Show us how to be the model of what it's supposed to look like. Father, help people to see the witness in our lives without us having to tell them what we are. Father, help us to wear it on our sleeves so that people don't simply say, that's another religious person. Oh, she happens to go to Believer's Church. Now, he happens to be in the Bible, but they actually see the agape love for our brothers and sisters locally, Father, uh, less than a mile from here that are going without. I pray, Father, that we really grasp and understand this year what it means to die to self. Father, for some people, that looks like rehab. For other people, that looks like marriage counseling. For other people, that looks like trying to get themselves together in a completely new way with new habits and new routines and new practices and new disciplines. And I pray, Father, that whenever we try to step away from that, God, that you wreck us. And that, God, you bring us closer and closer and closer, closer to your story. And, God, that you literally take some of the graves that are at this altar right now and you turn them into gardens. And God, you bring fresh life. Father, you take the dead and you resurrect and give them the new life. And Father, even though sometimes we're not mature enough yet to embrace suffering, help us to know you're at work in it. Help us to know it's for a reason. Help us to know that it's not to hurt us, it's to bring us closer. That God, you do everything for our good and for your glory. And anything else are side details that do not matter. Come, Holy Spirit, into this place. And Father, if there are decisions that need to be made before we leave today, 
If there are phone calls or messages that need to be made to myself or someone else in leadership in this church today, Father, dig deep into the soil. And as my brothers and sisters are hurting right now, I feel the precious power of Jesus fertilizing the soil, healing what is broken, giving a fresh start. We cannot do this without you. We cannot do this without you leading. And I pray, Father, that if we head in a direction that seems like it's what other churches are doing, or it seems trendy, or it seems fun, but you're not in it, that you pull us away from it. Father, pull us away from anything that does not glorify Jesus. Father, take the notion of a half commitment and help us to die to that in this very second. Father, over the next five weeks, we're going to learn through looking at seed one, the cynic, seed two, the prisoner, seed three, the traditionalist, and seed four, the multiplying disciple, who we really are. And I pray, God, that you reveal that in a powerful way. And that as we close out today, Father, we worship you like we never have before. I pray, God, that you help us to lay everything down, Father. If we need to be at the altar, if we need to stay at the altar, whatever it is that we need to do, Father, that you break us open for the sake of knowing you more. It's in Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. We want to thank you again for listening to the Believer's Church podcast. Make sure you join us next week as we continue in this series. Also, we'd love a chance to connect with you. Make sure you visit BelieversChurchJC.com and enjoy the rest of your week.